Welcome to The Craze in 10 or Less. This is the show where I give it to you in 10 minutes or under. And if I don't. It happens. It happens. What are you going to do? Anyway. Ash cans. Does it make sense to use it as a marketing tool? That's the topic of the day. I'm Sam, the crazy man, Vera. Stop acting up. Let's get it. All right, all right, all right. So, Ashcans, why? What's going on, Sam? Why are you bringing this up? I'll tell you why I'm bringing it up. But first, but first, what is an Ashcan? Well, if you go to Wikipedia, everybody goes to Wiki. So... An Ashcan comic is a form of the American comic book originally created solely to establish trademarks on potential titles and not intended for sale. That was how it originated. Interesting. I only found that because I'm doing this episode. Fun fact. So, the practice was common in the 1930s and 40s. I wasn't even around when the comic book industry was in its infancy. I wasn't even a thought. But was phased out after updates to U.S. trademark law, right? The term was revived in the 80s by Bob Burden, who applied it to prototypes of his self-published comics. That's why I'm going to talk about this. Since the 1990s, the term was used to describe promotional materials produced in large print runs and made available for mass consumption. For mass consumption. Now... I knew about ash cans when I got into comics. Actually, I didn't know about ash cans until I started going to comic book conventions. That's how I started learning about the ash cans because I would go to tables, and and there was there would be these artists there, and they would say, "Hey, here's a sample of my work. If you like it, my book is here." The you know, so they would use it to promote the existing works body of work, and. And that was that was basically used consistently. Then it was just phased out. Just it just, it just vanished. And I didn't see many people using ash cans anymore. Why do you ask? I think it was because it cost money, right? So it was money out the door. It was it was the pole man's version of marketing. When you know independent comics, you don't have that budget to go out there and spend on advertising and the papers and all this other stuff. So ash cans was a great way to get go to the comic book shops. Leave it on the counter if they allowed it to you. Back in the days, they did. Today, it's a little different. But back in the days, they did. And or at conventions, boom. You know, it's like they walk by. Hey, you know, I saw you passing by. You, you looked over. If you're interested, here's an ash can. If you like it, I'm here all weekend. Come back at your leisure. The books are right here. Right? And you hope they like it and they come back. Because everybody wants something for free. Right? So I, the reason why I brought this up is because I was talking to... A colleague of mine, right? Paul Gomez. You know, he does Bougie Boo. And he does, um, man, uh, PTSD, right? So he has a lot of independent books that he and he and that he's produced. And he has been successful utilizing ash cans. So you're probably saying no one's going to be successful. It costs too much money. Well, Paul, Paulie G, you don't mind me calling you Mr. Gomez. Paulie G, he said, hey... <clears throat> I know it's harder now for comic book retailers to want to accept people walking in off the streets. So his approach was, I'm going to go to you 
comic book retail shop owner, manager, whoever you is, and would say, hey, buddy, I have an ash can of my work, my body of work. If you like it and you think that it'll, it'll work in your store, would you be interested in carrying my books? They said, well, let me look at the ash can, right? So that was phase one. So now he broke the ice. He's not saying pick up my books. He says, here's a sample. He gave him a little taste, right? He had, he had a little taste. And if you want more, you got to pay to play. You got to pay to play. So he gave him a little taste. Then they said, hey, you know what? We'll put the ash cans on the counter and we'll let the, the customer decide. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope, right? So they liked it enough to say, we're going to put it on the counter since it's free. They make a purchase. They like it. They pick it up. If they come back and say, we want it, we'll pick it up. And that's exactly what happened. No brainer, right? So, and he, he utilized this method to get him into dozens of locations, brick and mortar locations, right? And here's a guy who came from the outside with no preconceived notion, no history of failure, no history of anxiety from other comic book creators out there, all the noise, this can never happen, this can never, he came with a fresh set of eyes and he said, <clears throat> why, not, why not just do this? And he did it. And the reason why this is such an important topic for me is because nine times out of ten, we dis we get discouraged by the feedback we hear from peers because they may have failed in this arena and they impose that fear on you and then you assume that you're going to fail so you don't even try in the first place. That's the worst thing you can do for yourself. So when you got a newbie coming off the streets decided that I want to write for comics, you know what? I'm going to go in and I'm just going to do the old school method. I'm going to talk. I'm going to do face-to-face. -face. I'm not going to DM. I'm not going to tweet. I'm not going to send an email. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Paulie G. This is PTSD. Want to get a copy of Bushy Boo? I know you do, right? So that, that was the pitch. So, and he went in there and and he's making things happen. So congratulations to you, my friend. You know, you are really setting the stage for the next guy. Because what Paul did was <clears throat> he established a foundation of credibility with the retailer. Now, it makes it a little more easier for the next guy coming in behind trying the same thing. Right? But the caveat is they got to like it. And it's a matter of taste. And we've talked about that in previous episodes. Not everybody has the same taste. You might think it's fabulous. Your mom might think it's fabulous. Your girlfriend, wife, sister, husband might think it's fabulous. But the retailer might not think so. So it's a matter of taste. And it's also a matter of timing. You don't want to walk in when... when um, their inventory, they're overwhelmed by inventory or the sales are down and they're being pressured by the owner... Or there was a spill or whatever it is. And you walk in, you see that face. They don't look so happy. That might not be the right time. Right? So timing is everything. Your pitch is everything. Your confidence is everything. Your packaging. Now, it does cost. It's going to cost you a, a couple of nickels to produce these ash cans. And, you know, again, produce the ash cans. You could do like a 5 by 7 or a 4 by 6 size ash can. Put it in a store, you know, and uh, a couple of hundred. Say say you live in, an, in a city where you know that you have nine comic shops. 
right? Within a driving distance in every way. So you want to give them at least 10 each. So you need 90. Print out 100. You got 10 extra just in case, right? So, or if you're going to do that and you want to go to a Comic Con, print out a couple hundred. This way you have some on the table. Hey, you know, I know you hit the convention. Um, you know, here's a free copy. If you like it, I have my full copies here. So <clears throat> what I would say to everybody else, it might work for some, it might not work for others. But the moral of this story is try. Try something, you know, and be okay with someone closing the door on you, but don't settle for not going and opening, knocking on the next door. You have to continue to knock on every door. And it's it's discouraging, it's frustrating, but you know what? Here's a guy, a perfect example, who decided to, you know, create his own fate. What's the worst that can happen? They say no. All right. I still got enough to give away at the conventions. I'm still going to do it. So find what's going to work for you. But you know what? Maybe ash cans might be the way. Maybe you can't afford an ash can. Maybe it's a postcard. Maybe you do a postcard that has uh, sample pages on both sides. Boom, boom, boom. Right? And he's like, here. Here's a postcard. It's a sample, two-sided sample of my comic book. If you like it, come over it. Maybe, you know, because the ash can might be too much. You can do a couple hundred postcards for under $100. You find the right printer. Right, so there's always an option. You can use a, a printer and do an eight and a half by eleven, and fold it four ways. Right, you can use like something like Printivity that's going to charge you nickels for a couple hundred photocopies of paper. You just fold it yourself, and there you go. You got your you have a your poor man's version of an ash can. So there's always an option. There's always a way. I hope this help helped you. Check out Paul. He's on the podcast on. Uh, um, Pops Van Zandt's network. Um, so check him out, Paul. He's uh, making rounds in Texas. He's, you know, I'm impressed by him. You know, he's caught my eye. So with that said, what do you think? Give me a thumbs up if you like this episode. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Leave a comment. Have you had any success with Ashcans? What are your thoughts? With that said, I'm Sam the Crazy Man Vera. This was the Crazy Nintendo Less. You guys have a blessed day. Peace. Peace.